My name's Jack and welcome to the weekly roundup called This Week on Premier Skills English. In This Week, we've got lots of interesting words and phrases to help you talk about football in English. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can also visit the Premier Skills English website at britishcouncil.org slash premierskillsenglish where you'll be able to download the podcast. I've received several requests for the podcast transcript. I know that lots of listeners find it useful to read and listen at the same time. However, I can't share the transcript with the podcast directly. That's not possible on the podcast platform. But I do publish the transcript every week on the page for the podcast on Premier Skills English. You can find the transcript and there's a comment section where you can share your ideas and your answers for the football phrase and the language challenge. So please, if you enjoy the podcast and would like to have a go at the task, the language challenge and the football phrase, visit britishcouncil.org slash Premier Skills English, or just search for Premier Skills English. On the website, you'll see links to all the recent podcast episodes on the front page. This week, I've got three stories for you. I'm going to start with Leeds United's trip to Wolverhampton, and then I'll talk about Aston Villa hosting Bournemouth, and finally, I'll talk about Arsenal, who hosted Crystal Palace. The words and phrases from the stories that I'm going to talk about this week are to go your way, to be short-lived, a moment of confusion, formula, to anticipate, inevitable, fabulous, relentless and a ray of hope. But before I get to this week's stories, I want to give you the answer to last week's football phrase. If you didn't hear it last week, here's one more chance to guess now. Last week's football phrase was... This is the name for the bottom three places in the league table. This is an unfortunate place for a team to be because at the end of the season, the teams in these positions won't play in the Premier League in the following season. Congratulations to Shikabala from Egypt, Dennis 2000 from Belarus, Hassan from Turkey, Viet Wingo from Vietnam, Miguel JS from Brazil. Welcome to Premier Skills English, Miguel GS. Congratulations to Ryohei and Ishin from Japan, Cesario Abrantes from Brazil, Yuri Nimeni from Belarus and Inglewood from Japan. Welcome to Premier Skills English, Yuri and Inglewood. It's lovely to have new people here. You all worked out that the phrase I was looking for was relegation zone. I was really happy to read your responses to the task last week. I said last week that I'm hoping to make some podcasts about football and different countries. So it's fantastic to read from you. I really enjoyed your response, Riohei, when you said football is a drug. I can understand that too, though I only ever play football with my kids these days. 
A few people said they love the unpredictable nature of the matches. I agree. I like that a goal is something really special and you don't get too many of them. I also loved what Dennis2000 said about the simplicity of the game. You really don't need much. If you have a ball and some friends, you've got a game. I think what I like best about football is the way it brings people together. I worked in the the British Council office in Jakarta about 10 years ago, and the director was a big Everton fan. Normally, the, the director in the British Council is an important person, and they're quite hard to talk to because they're busy and concerned with important things. But this guy, uh, Keith was his name, he would get into excited discussions about football with anyone in the office. Football crossed all the tricky social boundaries and was a way for people to talk and be friends, people who might find it difficult to just chat normally. I really love that about football. There'll be a new football phrase and a task for you to complete after the stories and vocabulary. Now it's time for this week's first story. When you listen, I'd like you to try to answer the following question. Who set a new record for the season? Wolverhampton Wanderers have a bad day. It wasn't a good day for Wolverhampton Wanderers when they welcomed Leeds United on Saturday. The home side played well. They had more possession, made more shots, more than twice as many as their opponents and won more corners. They even scored what may be remembered as one of the goals of the season. But as the rain poured down at Molyneux Stadium, nothing else went Wolves' way. Leeds United got off to a great start, opening the scoring after 26 minutes. Wilfred Nonto played a beautiful cross that was confidently dispatched by Jack Harrison. Leeds got their second from a corner kick, after some confusion about who was marking who, left Luke Ayling free and clear to head home what must have been one of the easiest goals of his career. After 61 minutes, Rasmus Christensen was brought on, and within a minute, he fired Leeds into a three-goal lead. Christensen ran into the area where Castro Johnny was controlling the ball and slipped a cheeky toe through Johnny's legs to punt the ball free. Christensen leapt forward and drilled the ball through the legs of Jose Sarr. Johnny must have been steaming, but he didn't let it disturb him when, minutes later, he scored. Ilan Melier had run out to head the ball away, but was then out of position and the ball wasn't really cleared. Leeds' Mark Rocker tried to flick the ball up, but only as far as Johnny, who coolly volleyed the ball over the keeper with a long-distance lob from 41 yards, making it the longest strike in the Premier League since 2017. Not long after, Wolves were given hope when Matthias Kuna's low shot caught a deflection off Max Wober, which wrong-footed Melia and hit the target. However, that hope was short-lived as, minutes later, Johnny was sent off for a serious foul on Ailing, and Wolves were down to 10. The victory was sealed following another moment of confusion when Wolves were so sure Adama Traore had been fouled that they all stopped and looked to the referee. 
Leeds United Crescencio Somerville didn't stop. He ran past the confused Wolves defenders and chipped the ball over Jose Sarr for the win. Final score, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Leeds United 4. Before the story, I asked you, who set a new record for the season? The answer is Castro Johnny. On balance, Johnny didn't have a great afternoon. He was robbed in the area, which led to a Leeds goal, and later he was sent off. But between these events, he scored with a beautiful long-range strike from 41 yards, or 37 metres, the longest Premier League strike in six years. The phrases from the story that I want to talk about are to go your way, to be short-lived, and a moment of confusion. When there's an unknown outcome, perhaps in a competition, or an important decision made by your boss or an official group, that outcome might be good for one person or group but bad for another. For example, a coin toss. Each match is started with a coin toss. The referee flips a coin to see who kicks off. So the outcome of the coin toss is good for one team and bad for the other. You can say that the coin toss went Wolves' way if Wolves won the toss. Or you can say that the coin toss went against Wolves if they lost the toss. So a judge's decision might go your way if it helps you. And anything that has an element of chance might go your way. Or, as with Wolves in the story, nothing goes your way. Whenever there was any confusion, it went against Wolves. They were unlucky, and the referee's decisions all seemed to go against them. If something is short-lived, it doesn't exist for very long. When Wolves scored their second goal, they were only one goal down, and the team was given hope. But that hope didn't last for very long, as Johnny was sent off and Leeds scored again. The hope was short-lived. The adjective is commonly collocated with success. You might read about companies that enjoyed short-lived success. You might also hear about short-lived relationships. Romantic relationships between people who work out that they don't really like each other. The last phrase I want to talk about from this story is a moment of confusion. A moment is a short period of time. If you have a meeting and you have to go to another company's office, the receptionist might ask you to wait for a moment while they call the person you're meeting. A moment of confusion describes a short period when nobody seems to know what's going on. When Adama Traore thought he'd been fouled, he and the rest of Wolves stopped and looked to the referee. They were surprised and confused for a short period. It was a moment of confusion. Now it's time for this week's second story. When you listen, I'd like you to try to answer the following question. Who scored first for Aston Villa? 
Villa find their form against Bournemouth. Since Unai Emery took over in October, Aston Villa have played better. But they have still been unpredictable. Villa have some great players and should have had a more competitive season, but have not really made the most of their bench. Until now? Judging by the results of the last few matches, the formula seems to be working. Douglas Lewis got things moving after seven minutes with a long run down the left. He played the ball wide to Watkins, who fired it back across the penalty area. Unfortunately, there was no striker to meet it, but Leon Bailey collected the cross and pulled it back. This time, Lewis was on hand to finish the move by tapping the ball into the net. Bournemouth did their best to make things difficult for the villains. They had some good chances and put pressure on the home side's defence, but failed to break through. Twice they came incredibly close to equalising. Once when an impressive free kick streaked over the Villa wall. Martinez anticipated the placing and made a tremendous save. The second closest they came was when Solanke got free and charged at the goal. Somehow, Watkins made up the distance and slid in to block the shot. In the last 10 minutes, Watkins ran to catch a slightly overhit long pass. He kept the ball in play before pulling it back for Ramsey, who darted through and doubled the home team's lead. Bournemouth looked broken. For the last 10 minutes of the match, Bournemouth could barely get out of their penalty area. The goalkeeper and defenders made a valiant effort blocking shots and scrambling to defend corners, but the third goal was inevitable. A beautifully flighted corner kick was flicked on by Mings for Buendia to head home. Final score, Aston Villa 3, AFC Bournemouth 0. Before the story, I asked you, who scored first for Aston Villa? The answer is Douglas Lewis. I said that Lewis got things moving, which means he started the scoring. Lewis got things moving with a run down the wing and then scored when Leon Bailey pulled the ball back. The phrases from the story that I want to talk about are formula, to anticipate, and inevitable. A formula is an accepted way of doing something. It's a, a bit like a recipe, um, instructions you follow to make food, but, but for things other than food. I suppose a, a recipe is a formula. In science, in chemistry, a formula is the way to describe the atoms that are in a molecule, the chemical composition of a substance. H2O is the formula for water. In maths, a formula is the way of calculating something. If you want to calculate the area of a circle, you need to know the formula. But in normal use, a formula is just a way of doing something. Most commonly, you hear people talking about formulas that help them do something difficult. People talk about a winning formula or a formula for success. The verb to anticipate means to be prepared for something. It means to act before something happens. So I said that Martinez anticipated a free kick 
so he was able to block it. In sport, it's important to try to anticipate your opponent's moves. Some players are really good at dummies and moves to stop their opponents from anticipating their next move. They make their opponents go the wrong way. The noun form anticipation describes a feeling that's a bit like excitement and nervousness before something happens. The last word from this story that I want to talk about is inevitable. If something is inevitable, there's nothing you can do to stop it from happening. So, if a a non-league team plays against a Premier League team, you might say that the result is inevitable. There is no positive form. I guess avoidable is the closest thing, but that has a negative form unavoidable. We use unavoidable for small-scale results. So, you might have unavoidable problems at work, or there might be unavoidable consequences when you have children. But the adjective inevitable is used for more momentous results. Um, Disasters and events that have an impact on lots of people are more likely to be described as inevitable. Now it's time for this week's third story. When you listen, I'd like you to try to answer the following question. Which ex-Arsenal player didn't make it to the match? Arsenal cruises past Crystal Palace. Arsenal extended their lead at the top of the Premier League on Sunday with an impressive display against Crystal Palace. The South London club made the trip to the Emirates without their manager, Arsenal legend Patrick Vieira, who was sacked following a sorry series of results and no wins so far this year. From the start, Arsenal looked in control. Bukayo Saka turned up the heat with an urgent pass to Martinelli. Palace weren't ready for the sudden change in pace and this let Martinelli glide past Joel Ward before scoring with a fabulous finish. Shortly before half-time, Saka doubled their advantage. After a relentless series of attacks, Saka got on the end of a through ball and fired home with a very confident strike. Arsenal got their third on the counter when Trossard squeezed a ball through. Granit Xhaka, with Palace defenders piling in on both sides, didn't hesitate and forced the ball home. Crystal Palace got a consolation goal from a corner kick, their first goal in four games. The ball was played too low to be headed in, but dropped for Geoffrey Schlupp to push over the line. This ray of hope energised the visitors and they almost scored again. A poor clearance was intercepted and fired back to Schlupp, who played a quick through ball for Zaha, whose strike flew across the face of the goal. The result had never really been in doubt. After 74 minutes, Arsenal were on the attack again. Palace left Saka unmarked and paid the price when Tierney pulled the ball back for Saka to get his 13th goal of the season with a smart finish. Final score, Arsenal 4, Crystal Palace 1. Before the story, I asked you, which ex-Arsenal player didn't make it to the match? The answer is Patrick Vieira. 
The last time Arsenal had scored as many points as they have this season was during the Invincible campaign when they didn't lose a match and Vieira was Arsenal's captain. However, his time as manager at Palace has not been as successful and he was sacked 48 hours before Palace's trip to his old club. The words and phrase from the story I want to talk about are fabulous, relentless and a ray of hope. The adjective fabulous really just means very good or excellent, but it has connotations of showy or visually impressive. I think that fabulous things stand out. They're so good that they look unusual and different because of how good they are. It's commonly used to praise the way someone's dressed or the style of a room if the design is unusual in a good way. If something is relentless, it doesn't stop. The verb form to relent is quite difficult to explain. If you ask your boss if you can have a day off and your boss says no, and you ask again and they say no, and you ask again and they say no, and you ask again and they relent, they finally stop saying no and let you have the day off. So when people in authority stop restricting or controlling something or perhaps just relax a little, you can say that they relent. So to relent means to stop controlling or bothering something. So when something is relentless, it doesn't stop. It continues whatever it's doing, usually something that bothers you, without stopping or softening. The last phrase from the stories today is a ray of hope. A ray is a beam of light, a, a narrow column of light you can see when it passes through steam or smoke or dust. Sometimes when there are lots of clouds, the sun breaks through and you can see straight lines where the sun shines through the gaps. These are rays. If something is a, a ray of hope, it offers or gives people hope when otherwise they would be hopeless. So a new medical treatment may be described as a ray of hope for all the people who are suffering from a disease. When Schlupp scored for Crystal Palace, this was a ray of hope for Palace and their fans. OK, that's nine words and phrases from the stories today. The words and phrases were To go your way To be short-lived A moment of confusion Formula To anticipate Inevitable Fabulous Relentless And a ray of hope Listen to the stories one more time to hear the words and phrases in context. Wolverhampton Wanderers have a bad day. It wasn't a good day for Wolverhampton Wanderers when they welcomed Leeds United on Saturday. The home side played well. They had more possession made more shots, more than twice as many as their opponents, and won more corners. They even scored what may be remembered as one of the goals of the season. But 
As the rain poured down at Molyneux Stadium, nothing else went Wolves' way. Leeds United got off to a great start, opening the scoring after 26 minutes. Wilfred Nonto played a beautiful cross that was confidently dispatched by Jack Harrison. Leeds got their second from a corner kick, after some confusion about who was marking who left Luke Ayling free and clear to head home what must have been one of the easiest goals of his career. After 61 minutes, Rasmus Christensen was brought on and within a minute he fired Leeds into a three-goal lead. Christensen ran into the area where Castro Johnny was controlling the ball and slipped a cheeky toe through Johnny's legs to punt the ball free. Christensen leapt forward and drilled the ball through the legs of Jose Sarr. Johnny must have been steaming, but he didn't let it disturb him when, minutes later, he scored. Ilan Melier had run out to head the ball away, but was then out of position and the ball wasn't really cleared. Leeds' Mark Rocker tried to flick the ball up, but only as far as Johnny, who coolly volleyed the ball over the keeper with a long-distance lob from 41 yards, making it the longest strike in the Premier League since 2017. Not long after, Wolves were given hope when Matthias Kuna's low shot caught a deflection off Max Wober, which wrong-footed Melia and hit the target. However, that hope was short-lived as, minutes later, Johnny was sent off for a serious foul on Ailing and Wolves were down to 10. The victory was sealed following another moment of confusion when Wolves were so sure Adama Traore had been fouled that they all stopped and looked to the referee. Leeds United Crescencio Somerville didn't stop. He ran past the confused Wolves defenders and chipped the ball over Jose Sarr for the win. Final score, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Leeds United 4. Villa find their form against Bournemouth. Since Unai Emery took over in October, Aston Villa have played better. But they have still been unpredictable. Villa have some great players and should have had a more competitive season, but have not really made the most of their bench. Until now? Judging by the results of the last few matches, the formula seems to be working. Douglas Lewis got things moving after seven minutes with a long run down the left. He played the ball wide to Watkins, who fired it back across the penalty area. Unfortunately, there was no striker to meet it, but Leon Bailey collected the cross and pulled it back. This time, Lewis was on hand to finish the move by tapping the ball into the net. Bournemouth did their best to make things difficult for the villains. They had some good chances and put pressure on the home side's defence, but failed to break through. Twice they came incredibly close to equalising. Once when an impressive free kick streaked over the Villa wall. Martinez anticipated the placing and made a tremendous save. The second closest they came was when Solanke got free and charged at the goal. Somehow, Watkins made up the distance and slid in to block the shot. In the last 10 minutes, Watkins ran to catch a slightly overhit long pass. He kept the ball in play before pulling it back for Ramsey, who darted through and doubled the home team's lead. Bournemouth 
looked broken. For the last 10 minutes of the match, Bournemouth could barely get out of their penalty area. The goalkeeper and defenders made a valiant effort blocking shots and scrambling to defend corners, but the third goal was inevitable. A beautifully flighted corner kick was flicked on by Mings for Buendia to head home. Final score, Aston Villa 3, AFC Bournemouth 0. Arsenal cruises past Crystal Palace. Arsenal extended their lead at the top of the Premier League on Sunday with an impressive display against Crystal Palace. The South London club made the trip to the Emirates without their manager, Arsenal legend Patrick Vieira, who was sacked following a sorry series of results and no wins so far this year. From the start, Arsenal looked in control. Bukayo Saka turned up the heat with an urgent pass to Martinelli. Palace weren't ready for the sudden change in pace and this let Martinelli glide past Joel Ward before scoring with a fabulous finish. Shortly before half-time, Saka doubled their advantage. After a relentless series of attacks, Saka got on the end of a through ball and fired home with a very confident strike. Arsenal got their third on the counter when Trossard squeezed a ball through. Granit Xhaka, with Palace defenders piling in on both sides, didn't hesitate and forced the ball home. Crystal Palace got a consolation goal from a corner kick, their first goal in four games. The ball was played too low to be headed in, but dropped for Geoffrey Schlupp to push over the line. This ray of hope energised the visitors and they almost scored again. A poor clearance was intercepted and fired back to Schlupp, who played a quick through ball for Zaha, whose strike flew across the face of the goal. The result had never really been in doubt. After 74 minutes, Arsenal were on the attack again. Palace left Saka unmarked and paid the price when Tierney pulled the ball back for Saka to get his 13th goal of the season with a smart finish. Final score, Arsenal 4, Crystal Palace 1. Right, now it's time for you to think about the language again. Your challenge this week is to complete the gaps in the following sentences with the correct forms of the words and phrases that I've spoken about in this podcast. I've taken all these sentences from news websites and edited them slightly. Number one. The manager told reporters, it's not luck. The winning behind a successful academy programme is a holistic approach to sport and education. Number two. The cherry blossom bloom is, but it doesn't diminish their overwhelming beauty. Number three. There was a... When three cyclists crashed by the finish line. Number four. The travel industry... Record numbers of travellers this summer, now that Covid restrictions have been eased. Number five. If the court's decision... You can expect a payout of nearly two million dollars. Number six. Flight delays and cancellations are... 
during the peak summer holiday period. Number 7. Last weekend, shoppers rushed to find Mother's Day presents. Number 8. The agreement between the region's heavyweights, Saudi Arabia and Iran, has brought a for stability and peace in the Middle East. Number 9. Strong winds and rain are forecast for the remainder of this week in the UK. Leave your answers to the language challenge in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website. Your task this week is a bit different. For the next few weeks, your task will be to complete some sentences. Last week, you completed sentences about the thing you love most about football. This week, I have a slightly more difficult sentence for you to finish off. Can you please complete this sentence in the comments section on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English? One thing people don't know about football in my country is... I'll say it again. One thing people don't know about football in my country is... Share your ideas in the comment section on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. Now it's time for this week's football phrase. This week's football phrase was suggested by Hassan from Turkey. I've not used it in this week's podcast. The phrase is a... This is a movement used by two players to go between defenders. So, if a player's running towards the opposition goal, when he or she meets a defender, they might the ball to a teammate and then keep running past the defender. If the movement's done right, the teammate is the ball back directly by kicking it into the path of their running teammate. If you know the answer, be sure to leave it in a comment on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. Before I finish, I'm going to go through the answers to last week's language challenge. Number one. Across to the back post found the heel of Jazz Younger, whose effort trickled into the bottom corner, giving the Blues a late lead. Number two. The Match of the Day host tweeted, An incredibly impressive young man and a wonderful footballer. Congratulations at Bukayo Saka 87. Number three. The 2018 World Player of the Year leapfrogged ex-England star Johnny Wilkinson into second place in the standings during last month's win over France. Number four. The two consultants were often butting heads as they struggled to agree on a style and vision, resulting in mixed feedback from the senior managers. Number five. The Blues seemed to be on course for a second Champions League final, but Then they conceded a couple of sloppy goals and the dream ended. Number six. Global warming is going to cause more intense droughts and wet periods which affects people, the economy and agriculture around the world. Number seven. Farmers have warned that new supermarket fees could risk the survival of their businesses. Number eight. Liverpool and Everton stars had to be held back from scrapping 
as tempers boiled over on Monday night. And that's all I have time for today. Before I finish, I just wanted to say that I hope you found this podcast useful, and I hope all of you stay fit and healthy and safe. Bye for now, and enjoy your football. 